This is The Culture Code with Kevin Cruz, founder and CEO of LeadX, the platform that helps you scale and sustain a high-performance culture. Hello, everyone. I'm Kevin Cruz. Welcome back to The Culture Code. Our guest today is the CHRO at Sugar CRM, Shanna Sweeney. Shanna, welcome. Where are you joining from today? I am joining from San Jose, California. I just got back from San Jose, was living in Santana Row, which is sort of like a retail Disneyland. I've been telling all my friends about it. I said it was totally weird and I totally loved it. There's fantastic people watching there. 30 bars and restaurants. It was absolutely crazy. So Shanna, for people who aren't familiar with Sugar CRM, tell us what is the what does the company do? So Sugar CRM, we're a global company. We have about 400 employees worldwide. We're actually located in 13 countries, which I think is fairly rare for a company of our size to be so global. Uh, And in terms of what we do, we provide a full suite of customer relationship management solutions. So marketing automation, Salesforce automation, customer service tools, which basically we help sellers sell, marketers market, and customer service people deliver great service. I love it. So we're here, of course, to talk about culture. And the hot topic among all CHROs, chief people officers, is the whole remote work, back to work, or back to office issue. So where where did Sugar CRM land on that? Or where are you at right now? Yeah, we are work from home based. We try to steer away from using the word remote where we can, mm-hmm. because remote from where? When at global company, everyone's in different places. And so we, we are a work from home based company. That's great. So how would you describe your company culture to an outsider such as myself? I would say our culture is a vibrant tapestry of empathy, collaboration, and a shared passion for problem solving. Uh, We try to empower our teams to tackle challenges with determination and creativity to try to not just fix problems, but also drive innovation. Uh, We have uh, some core values that we believe in, uh, stronger together, which kind of ties in with that empathy vibe. Uh, driving for results, just fix it, embrace change, and believe in yes if. Tell me more about believe in yes if. That is my favorite one, which I will say initially I was very skeptical of as an HR person because sometimes the answer to questions is no. But when we look at problems, when we talk about things, what we try to do is push each other in meetings if if you can't do something or you're like, ooh, I'm not sure that's possible, what is the yes if? Yes, we could do this if what? And it causes a lot of creative problem solving in the process and really thinking through like, oh, well, if I had this and that and put this together, we could get this done. Or if I had this budget or if I had this expertise, and then we can facilitate and see if we can make that happen. And so it's a very kind of positive, creative way of looking at problems and thinking of all the possible solutions versus being, oh, we can't do that now. We don't have this or we don't have that, uh, rather than giving like a hard no. Very unique and powerful. Uh, I think I'm going to steal that for my personal life. I have a very hard time saying no. I'm very high in agreeableness on my personality profile, which makes it hard to say no. 
but I might flip from no to yes, if. So you've shared so many unique cultural traits. How are you fostering this culture? How do you, how do you teach new joiners about your culture? How do you sustain uh, these traits in your more tenured uh, colleagues? So what we try to do is we try to embed our culture and values in the flow of everyday work. Because if it's separate, if it's someplace else, if you have to go look up something, it may not sink in. Um, and so from onboarding as part of our onboarding process, every new hire, you know, we group them in classes, they meet with each member of our executive team. And we chat with with all of the new hires about how to work with our teams, how we apply these values to our teams. So it starts really at that onboarding process. In our town halls, we always start them. Uh, we have sort of this one page code for growth that has the values and our guiding principles and our primary goals. We start all meetings with that. We have ongoing recognition, kind of shout outs that employees use to, that broadcasts company-wide so that employees can see positive feedback. And similarly, I think some of the empathy that we show for each other internally extends to our customers and how we treat our customers. And so we make sure that we share positive feedback from our customers back to the company to kind of emphasize that. We have an innovation week once a week um, where we get our teams together to work on tackling typically an industry-specific challenge to promote problem-solving, cross-functional collaboration. And then, of course, we get some fabulous prizes. And then what we take from that is we always make a concerted effort to take some of that innovation and actually put it in the products so that people can have pride in that, oh, I created this and it's in there. My thing that I built as this little side project. And then I'd say our just fix-it approach to things really encourages people to resolve problems from anywhere across the company. And we get a very significant amount of open feedback, some of it very critical about things that aren't working right. But that openness and transparency allows for really thoughtful and collaborative dialogue and helps us really make sure we don't miss any blind spots that we might not have thought about. I've already mentioned the yes if, and people in meetings will be like, but what's the yes if? (laughs) And then to kind of foster community, because we are so distributed, we have chat channels on work-related topics and non-work-related topics. So no matter what you're interested in, someone likes it. And we encourage people, like if, if you have an interest and there's not a place to talk about the interest, create it. We're very open with supporting people connecting with each other on a personal level. And then we recently just did a a volunteer week where um, we got people together in co-located places uh, to go volunteer. And some people that aren't in co-located places, we ensured that there were virtual volunteer opportunities and, you know, set up little rooms where people could work on the activity together and get to know each other. So we do a lot through that uh, to try to help foster the culture and and emphasize it throughout the workday. You mentioned so many good ideas. I, I love that, you know, this idea, you know, culture is basically built from from habits. They don't have to take a lot of time. Building great culture doesn't have to take a lot of time. It becomes baked into our actions, our our vocabulary. What is the yes if? It shows that the language, the culture, that cultural trait is baked into everyday actions. So on that note, let's shift to one of my favorite topics, Manager training, managers 
are the front lines. They're the filter of everything. And companies of your size generally don't have a lot of headcount or budget for things like manager training or leadership development. So what are you doing to support them? So we do a few different things to try to develop our, our frontline managers. One, one of the trends we've been seeing at our company, and, and I've seen this mirrored across research, is that managers are kind of overwhelmed. Post-pandemic, there's, there's more responsibility. There's more, especially in a, a home-based environment, a lot more touch points. They just have a lot to do. So a lot of the development that we try to do is giving them bite-sized pieces of information Last year, we ran a year-long campaign once a week. We sent out a newsletter that we created called Manager Minute that Mm. provided a short bit of information on a topic so that even if you were super busy, you could take one minute and read it and learn something. And then along with that, we provided tools, resources, sometimes books, sometimes podcast links where managers could get additional information on the topic, if it was of interest to them or if it was something that they were facing. This year, we've taken a little bit of a different approach and we're doing more hands-on trainings in key development topics that our executive team identified was, you know, maybe missing a little bit in some Mm -hmm. of our managers. And so we do a short intro to the topic by the HR team. And then we've selected managers for each of the topics that are unofficial recognized leaders of doing those things well. And we put together a panel um, of those managers where, you know, obviously we as HR have some questions, but all the other managers in the room also can ask their questions. It it fosters collaboration and mentorship across managers. It recognizes some people who are on the panel for the great work that they've done. Uh, We also have a manager channel where managers can collaborate with each other. Uh, and we have a manager portal where we put all of our like tools and tips and information so that they can search for things if they need it. We've also built out um, e-learning pathways for mm. our, you know, first-time managers, mid-level managers, uh, and more senior managers that cover different topics that come up at the different levels. And then our HR team, we're very hands-on uh, with our folks. We provide one-on-one coaching to managers if they call us and you know need help. Like, can you role-play delivering a difficult message with me? Or I need to have this conversation. I know the person's going to get upset. You have de-escalation techniques to keep it you know, on the down low so that things don't get out of hand. We do a lot of that as well. You are offering way more than I would have thought uh, for a company of your size. So congrats on on all of that. Tell me more about the hands-on topics and panels. Is that a like a monthly event people are are uh, invited to? What's the cadence? We're doing it once a quarter, manageable from a time commitment, both from our team and also from the managers that participate in the panel and the managers mm-hmm. that attend. So once a quarter, and there are various key topics. Like the last one we did was on managing up because we felt like the managers could use a little bit of help managing up for their own benefit, for their team's benefit. Uh, And it was something our executive team noticed like, hey, it would be really good if these people spoke up a little bit more and pushed back a little more. Let's equip them with tools. And so what we ended up doing was we created profiles of several of the uh, senior leaders in the organization from a style standpoint Mm -hmm. and gave some recommendations of how to work with people's different styles to drive the results that you're looking for. 
I am so excited by that topic. In fact, I've never announced this before. You're the first to hear it. The book I'm working on right now for next year is called Decode Your Boss. You know, what's their style? What's their work preferences? Basically, you know, how to partner productively with your supervisor. I'll make sure to send you the first copy since you have a a passion for this topic as well. So I am a self-proclaimed data nerd. And if I can't measure it, it's rough for me. I like (laughs) hard data. And so we do quarterly surveys, um, sort of voice of the employee, measuring different things. Uh, And then we collate the results each quarter, pick a few things to work on that are of interest to the employees. We also have town halls. And in a town hall once a quarter, we present, here's what you said. Here's what you said last time. Here's what we did last time. Here's what you said this time. And here's what we're doing as a result. We also solicit feedback if anyone wants to help us with any of those initiatives, Mm. because it can't just be us alone all the time. And you know, we know what we know, but sometimes employees have a different lived experience than than we might. And so we also ask um, for any tips, ideas, if anyone wants to volunteer to help us with any of the projects, we ask for help. And so we use those survey results pretty regularly to monitor where we're at, where there's problem areas, where there's areas where we're doing really well in to celebrate those as well. Because I think it's important to make sure that Sometimes I feel like in HR, we often are like, okay, let's talk about what we need to fix. And we don't take enough time to stop and celebrate like all the great things that the employees are saying about us. And we've also been able to take those great things the employees have said and translate them into some of our social media marketing for recruitment, our websites. And so it can be really useful and valuable feedback, the positives. I love the quarterly survey cadence, you know, more of a pulse survey. My you know, regular listeners will know this is a hot button issue for me. We, all companies uh, measure and release if they're public companies or financials every quarter, but that's the rear view mirror. That's a lagging indicator. Engagement surveys are looking out the windshield, what's coming. That's the leading indicator. And the world is moving so fast. I mean, for companies who are waiting 12 months or God forbid longer to get the finger on the pulse of the the organization. That's just too crazy. But I don't hear often enough that companies are now moving to quarterly. I think they're feeling like they're over surveying or they don't want to bother their team members. But the quarterly surveys don't have to be that long, just long enough to capture that critical data. And if you act on it, people would be happy to do it. Yeah. And similar to what you said is I present the results quarterly to our exec staff. We have conversations about it. We talk about if there's areas we need to adjust. And then uh, our HR team will partner with any of the executives that see specific problem areas in their teams that they want us to help them work on as well. You've given us a lot already, Shanna, but are there any other programs you're especially proud of or that you want to put a spotlight on? I don't have any overarching programs, but I think the thing that I'm the most proud of is from the point I took over to now, we've decreased our attrition rate by 14%. It was about 23% when I started and we're now at about 9%. And it's a lot of different initiatives that feeds into that. But I think the, the piece that resonates the most with our employees and has the most positive effect is that We try to be there for people when they need us and treat them as humans first and employees second. 
And we try to show appreciation and support for them throughout, you know, their employee journey and what might be happening in their personal life. So we'll do things like we'll send flowers, we'll send baby gifts, we'll send handwritten notes to new hires, telling them we're so excited to have them. And then, you know, as we think about retention of people, and if we're looking like we're worried about these specific people, we customize it to the person. Everyone stays for different reasons and you can't have a one size fits all. And so we really take the the very personal approach. And I mean, we've done stuff where one person was on the road a whole bunch and their spouse was frustrated. So we hired a personal chef for the spouse and the family to make food for a week. Or we had someone that had a serious medical condition and we made sure that their pets were cared for and that someone was paying their bills. You know, there's just different things that we do to customize things. And it it could be simple as, you know, someone might recommend a book to an employee or expanding, uh, giving them more visibility in the organization or new projects that help uh, increase their skill set. We really work hard to to try to customize things and really to try to enable our managers so Mm -hmm. that they can have those conversations because obviously HR can't talk to every single employee every single day. But we do a lot to try to support our managers so that they can have those conversations and they can really customize stuff to the individual. The magic there is in that personalization. You know, that is always a key to great leadership. Great leaders individualize their approach. Sure, all recognition is great, you know, to send everybody a gift basket at the end of the year. I like getting gift baskets, but I'll really feel special if you know what's going on in my life, me, one person, and you send me something that um, shows that you know and that that you care, something specific to me. So now let me ask, imagine you can send a book to all 400 colleagues and they were guaranteed to read it and to take it to heart. What would you send them? Probably the book I recommend to most people is Influence by Robert, I don't know how to pronounce his last name correctly, Cialdini. Cialdini, I think it is. Yeah, it's, that's one of my favorite books as well on persuasion. Yeah, everyone has influence, whether they realize it or not. Uh, I think reading the book makes you realize the types of influence you have and what you can leverage. And I think it helps you get buy-in for your ideas and helps with supporting any change management. And the world is moving fast and there's always change. And the more you can get that buy-in and influence people in different ways, the, the easier your job is. Let me ask you this. What is something that you know today that you wish you knew on the first day that you uh, became CHRO? There are more solutions than you think to any problem. And it's important to take a step back and question your own assumptions and your own biases when looking at problems and possible solutions. Probably the biggest advice I'd give. Let me ask you about your plans for next year. We're, We're chatting here in October of 2023. So you're probably putting together your strategic plan, your priorities for 2024. What what are you and your team going to lean into uh, from a from a people standpoint? We're really focused on career development and career progression. Uh, as a smaller company, we don't have that built out in depth. It's something our employees have been asking us for, and we want to provide that. And then along with that, we're exploring the option of creating sort of a project board and allowing people, uh, if they want to go work on a different project, on a different team, to apply for 
projects where they can go maybe work 10% of their time to help broaden their skill set outside of, of what their, their current functional area is. Wow. I, I love this idea. Our listeners should steal it. Uh, you know, whether you're in a 400 person company or a 4,000 person company, you don't need a lot of time and money to pull off something that's so high impact. You can trigger feelings of growth and development, you know, with job shadowing, rotations, part-time projects. Very, very clever. And um, what about the company as a whole? What are you most excited about for Sugar CRM? I'm excited about where we're going as a company. We're working on automating anything, accelerating everything, predicting what's next, both in our HR world, but also in, in our world of, of products. You know, our ultimate goal is we want organizations to drive memorable experiences that help them fuel business growth. And we try to emulate that internally in our own organization because we feel like if if we can provide that internally, that just shines out in all of our interactions with with our customers. Our one of our big focuses is uh, let the platform do the work, which is tech should do tech stuff, and then it's up to us to do the relationship stuff. Mm -hmm. And so automate what you can, do what you can to get all the busy work out of the way, to get all the task friction out of the way so that it's really the relationship that comes through. So that's what we're really excited about. It's of course a great thing to be both high tech and high touch. The CHRO of Sugar CRM, Shanna Sweeney. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Culture Code Podcast. Are you looking to build, refine, or revamp a training program? We team up with companies like Northwestern Mutual, Cineos Health, and Duck Creek Technologies to roll out highly engaging training series for emerging leaders, new managers, women in leadership, high potential managers, sales enablement, and more. Check it out at leadx.org. What makes these series so uniquely engaging? We help you build a full system of development that leverages our cutting-edge platform and world-class training. We blend together world-class cohort-based virtual training and group coaching, personalized nudges, micro-learning, and on-demand office-hour-style coaching. Go check it out at leadx.org.